0: A piece of junk.
1: This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Oh, switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. Hosts Goodnight Punk <laughs> and Wind <Ben Keller>, Inc. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join. Us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 82nd. Yes, you heard that right. 82nd. Crazy episode of the shattered order podcast i'm your host good night punk and with me as always is my good friend wink what's up wink
2: oh not a lot trying to wrap my head around everything that's happened this week it's been uh it has been one hell of a week
1: (laughs) that it has across this game across uh the podcast, outside the podcast, I mean, uh, can I just hint, can I just quickly touch on uh, the announcement today by Vince McMahon that in 2020 the XFL is coming back,
2: dude. Uh, Wink and Dan's XFL fantasy football podcast <laughs> coming soon,
1: 2020. What? Oh man. Make sure your first draft pick in your fantasy drafts is Johnny Manziel. Second uh, pick will yeah. probably be Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, or... Uh, I, I, had, I had a third one. I don't remember that. the fourth one was. <laughs> no talent. Yeah. Whoever. Oh, RG3. There you go. That was the other one.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Perfect.
1: Nice. <laughs> Makes sense. I, I, eight teams in this league with those four quarterbacks... Quarterbacking four of them, they're already off to a good start, I'd say. So uh, yeah, probably. Anyways, that was outside of the game. I watched uh, Vince McMahon's uh, press conference today. That was pretty interesting. So lots of shots across the bow of the NFL. I'll say that much. That was pretty pretty interesting. But uh, yep, yeah, but a lot of other interesting stuff. Um, yeah. So I was already seeing some people mention in chat um, my glasses. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a fun little story that drives me nuts. So, you know, you get a yearly supply of contacts, right? Okay, fine.
2: Uh, oh, I, see where this I is was going.
1: supposed to have one more set. Well, at some point along in the year, I lost one of my contacts. So I was only had one of one side and none of the other. Well, last night I also did some light drinking and uh, knew that it was time to throw out my Two week old contacts so i just threw out my contacts and now i have nothing so i have to i hate wearing glasses and now i have my glasses on
2: sounds lovely i am uh, you know what you should get you should get lasik
0: i go i got, I got lasik
2: like four years ago that is the best money i have ever spent in my entire life and it's not even close totally worth it
1: yeah for sure I'm uh, I'll have to look into it into it at some point. Yeah.
2: Highly recommended by Wink. So, uh yeah, I got a little bit of a change. I trimmed up the hair and trimmed the beard. The beard is about half as long as it used to be. Uh Yeah, it's um it's kind of nice. It's been good weather though. It hasn't been freezing ass cold this week, so I was actually able to go get it cut and not be thinking that I may, you know, freeze to death. So, that's good.
1: That's good. I noticed the haircut. Looks good, man. Thank you. It look Thank
2: good. you. good. Had a few comments
1: um, on it. I don't know if you just saw my face, but holy smokes. I did not look at the alcohol percentage content on uh, that beer I just opened, and wow. So, so let's just what go right segue. into that. What are you drinking this week?
2: All right. Tonight I am having Amuba's Cabernet. It is a 2016. Central Coast California wine It is quite delicious And also for backup in case I get that finished off I have got a Grim Virgin, uh The same beer That I've had the past two weeks on the podcast So yeah Very We nice. will uh, uh, Go ahead and tell us what you're drinking and Then I'll get okay, the So
1: the So the nice little surprise I just got Was this uh, the stone the, How do you say it Zocoveza I don't know It's imperial stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate, but it is 8.1 percent alcohol, and that first man, that first sip was like a shock because I was I'm too used to these 4.5 percent and 5.1 percent beers lately, and man, it's got a strong. It's definitely you can definitely taste that strong chocolate aftertaste. It's it's pretty great. Nice, sounds delicious. I'll, I'll take it, but for later. I also got a Anderson Valley G and T goes a little sour, my my favorite, delicious. and then a Golden Road Hazelnut Hills. So I've never tried awesome. any of these three. I'm excited for uh, to get the uh, the theory crafting juices flowing, if you will.
2: I'll tell you what I'm excited about. I'm excited about next <laughs> week, hopefully, whenever we're gonna crack open some of those delicious beers that arrived at our doorstep this week. I actually oh, just yeah. got mine like two hours ago. Uh, I was awfully excited to come home, and uh, like the delivery guy got here just as I did, so I got to pick up my beer, and I'm super excited. I cannot wait. So, uh, yeah, we'll be cracking into that January shipment next week, and so if you're one of the people that has joined us on the Craft Beer Club... Uh, you know, by using our link that you can find in the show notes and on our Discord channel or on our Twitch page, uh, yeah, we'll be cracking into the February one, you know, sometime next month after everybody gets their shipments.
1: Yep, sounds like a good time. I'm excited to try some of these. I've been staring at them for almost a week now. I know you just got yours today, so yeah. <laughs> Beer 100%. in my house usually goes pretty quick, so the fact that there's a reason it stayed in the box on the counter for that week because if I pulled them out, I would get uh, my eyes would get uh, would just keep looking at them. I'd yeah. want them. That's <laughs>
0: understandable <laughs> Well, let's well. just go through
1: it real quick with these links that we always like to throw out at the top here so join if you want to be part of our discord community go to discord.me slash shattered order we got an awesome group of people there who will also be part of the live show tonight in that uh i kind of asked for everyone to give out initial reactions to amelyn holdo and uh rose tico Rose. I was thinking Paige Chico for some reason. Rose Tico. So their first initial reactions on those two and uh, what their thoughts are. So I kind of just want to read some of those off and see you know, kind of what the pulse is there. But uh, if you want to be part of our Discord for the Q&As, asking questions, or you know, to be part of these little impulsive things that I do for whatever reason, uh, join our Discord. Uh, You can also join us on Twitch like most of you are right now. Of course you are, because if if you're listening to this as it's recorded, you have to be on Twitch. But for those that's of true. you, you know, listening to the audio podcast, you can catch our live stream on twitch.tv slash shattered order, where we usually record on Thursday or Friday. So yep. check the Discord or our Twitter for when that's starting. Um
2: yeah. so something I'd like to mention that I'm sure not everybody knows about. We mentioned it before, but one really cool thing about Twitch versus like the other streaming websites out there that I'm not going to name for whatever reason. But Twitch is really great in that the live chat actually follows along with the video. So if you're watching the video, you can see all the chat that's going on in there. And you can even go back and add your own comments in there. So when other people come back and watch it later, they'll see them. That is a really cool aspect of Twitch that I love. Because all that great conversation that used to happen on the other place would just get lost and never to be right again. So.
1: Never seen again. Yeah, it's really cool to be able to go back and watch the VODs on, on our live stream podcast because even if you weren't there live all and everyone's chatting isn't live, you watch their chats pop up live at the timestamp in the video. Yep. So you can actually, you know, write in your own comments, which we see once they're put in there. So pretty cool that way. I love it. Yep. Cool. Uh, Twitter twitter.com slash shattered order check that out um audible we also are, uh, have an audible link for those that are interested in listening to books in their car instead of us um
0: <laughs>
1: you can go to audibletrial.com slash shattered order and you will get a free book with that trial and uh you can check that out Sends a little kickback to us when you do that, so if you are interested in audiobooks, they have a lot of Star Wars ones in there, so you'll probably be able to find one that you like to listen to in there, and so, yeah.
0: Uh, So,
2: so I've got this Phasma book actually downloaded on my phone from Audible. I haven't got into it yet, I am hoping to do that here pretty soon, but there's been a lot of other stuff, but uh, yeah, I am excited to get into that.
1: Absolutely. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order if you want to support the podcast. We have a Patreon, and uh, every month, if you want to support us, there are options for you. And our Patreons have a special place in our Discord where we hang out. Uh, the Q&A questions are um, first answered for our Patreons, Patreons and then moved on to uh, everyone else. In That way, that way we make sure we answer our Patreon's questions on the q a and uh yeah it's just a lot of good times and i think we're getting close in a way of patreons towards our first goal so once we get there we'll announce well i mean the goals is right there on the patreon page so you'll see what it is but if once and if we get there
0: yeah
1: well i'm not gonna say people can just be surprised mystery (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can support us on Patreon. Or you can, if you have Amazon Prime, if you can connect it to your Twitch account, and for free, you can sub to the podcast, and that gives us money based on the subs that go to our Twitch. So if you're interested in that, check that out. Uh, Last thing, Craft Beer Club. There's a link on our Twitch. Check it out. We're going to be drinking together on the podcast with you guys at home. So if you're interested in that, do it. And the last thing any feedback you have, anything you want to talk to us about from this show, theshatteredorder at gmail.com. Check it out there. Now let's just move on because I know you guys get tired of all the intro stuff and you really want to get dive deep into that is some true. other stuff. Um, I know you got some other stuff to talk about, but yes, we we get we we're getting there.
2: Okay, we're getting there. <laughs> Alright, so uh, next uh, we'd like to give a big huge thanks and shout out to Capital Games and um, uh, Brandon Shield who actually joined us, uh, we recorded that last night, came on and joined us for about 40 minutes or so and we got to talk about uh, Rose and uh, Holdo and it was a lot of fun, got to hear a little bit of inside information on kind of you know the things they went through with creating those characters and some of the thought processes and just you know how they altered some of those characters and stuff. That was really cool to hear. Uh, big shout out and thanks to those guys. Uh, hopefully, you know we can work out something in the future and get them on again at some point because that was really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That is a uh, that's a separate podcast episode that you can find in our feeds on iTunes. Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you like to listen. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun.
1: I want to say thanks to Gauze, too, CG Gauze. Appreciate Absolutely. him setting all that up.
2: Yes, um, he was really helpful with communicating with us and getting all that lined out. He hung out in the chat a bit, too. Uh, you could hear him a couple times in there <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, so... That was great. Thanks again to you guys. Uh, the other thing is, if you need allies, our ally codes are in the show notes. Uh, there's also a lot of people in our Discord channel that give out their ally codes. I know, you know, uh, since the movie came out, there have been a lot of newer listeners that have been listening to the podcast that we've talked to and been joining Discord and everything. So if you need ally codes, you know, add those people on. Like, I am, I accept every single person who asks me as an ally, like... I just kind of move off older people that have been there for a while. And so, yeah, uh, get to adding. <laughs> um, the other thing that I know that Dan is absolutely obsessed with is that Bumble uh, emote that you can find here on our Twitch page. What's really awesome, so that is on our Twitch for our uh, Twitch sub-people. Uh, sub so if you've got the Amazon Prime, and you go get that free sub, you can use that free, awesome little bumble not only in Twitch but if you uh link it to your discord, you can use it in discord and you and that actually travels i noticed that this week those uh little emojis they travel to whatever discord channels you're in, so
1: yeah I want to throw this out there that I'm really jealous of all the subs we have on our twitch because uh. I don't have a Twitch <laughs> account subbed to our uh, sub to us, so um, I don't get to use Bumble in Discord. So yeah. I'm jealous of all of you.
2: It's your creation and came and used it <laughs> this morning. Um,
1: I know. I know.
2: One other thing we'd like to mention is uh, for those of you that are doing that, make sure you resub every 30 days because uh, you know they with the with the amazon prime you have to actually redo the sub once it kind of falls off after 30 days which we really appreciate it and we have some stuff we're going to be announcing here in the coming weeks uh you know maybe something along the lines of a giveaway of some sort um we have some stuff that you know we're going to be adding to the show here before too long that we think could be really cool so uh stay tuned for all of that yep uh next next week or the week after we're not exactly sure yet but we are planning our next q a episode that went really well last time thanks to sparrow recording all of those uh all of those questions that we got in our discord you can go in there we'll have a spot in there you can type in questions feel free to record them and send to people you or send to us. You can send them in Discord. You can send them through our email, whichever. Those are a lot of fun when we get to play your voice on here and kind of react and do all that good stuff. Dan, what's up? What's up? What'd you do in Swagga this week?
1: Oh man, I got some. Uh, I got some really interesting stuff. Well one really interesting thing that I'm working on right now and I'm really hoping that it works out because it would put me in a very good position leg up wise compared to uh, a lot of people but uh, there is a video or there is a video in production that I know of from our friends in the republic about a a team that can theoretically solo the entire A heroic AAT raid, so crazy. Yeah, um, the team is uh, Zader, Wampa, Thrawn, CLS, BB8, and there's a video. I don't know how much health uh, or you know hit points there are in phase one of the heroic AAT, but think it's right. Four
2: point two million.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the vid- the screenshot that's out there right now is a forty one million, uh, damage point score using that team, yeah. which it would obviously then be starting in the second phase there. But uh, I think that there was something going on with when he got that score that he had to restart, and they all- the whole guild had already moved into phase two, so he couldn't restart in the first phase to get that score. Yeah. But uh, there is a theory that that team can clear the entire heroic AT. So I'm working um, to on that team just to see if I will be able to do it. And the good part is, for once in my entire Swuga life, I have all of those guys geared high geared. So uh, the only one I'm working on right now is I've been working on gearing Thrawn this week because he's only gear ten. So I want to get him up there to be on par with the other ones, and then i will have that team ready to go the other thing that's cool i've been farming chief chirpa he's at 35 out of 100 almost there but now i have a conundrum that we're going to talk about in a little bit but yeah i I never once thought about farming chief chirpa but i did it because i really didn't know what else to farm at the time so and i like the ewoks but uh yeah, so I'm. that's where I'm at on him, but I think that's going to change very soon considering some of the news we're going to talk about. Uh, I finished Mob Enforcer, so uh, nice. that pretty much ended everything for Cantina Arena and Galactic War I have now beyond a few ships that I can get from Galactic War. So, yeah, that's a weird feeling, right? I don't know that's where you're at with cool. that.
2: Yeah, I but. am... Uh, I think I'm... Uh... I think I'm done with all of these stores. I, I pretty much just have Fleet and Guild left. Uh Cantina Arena and Galactic War. I think I finished two weeks ago, something like that. I had one ship left in Galactic War. Uh Yeah, I think I have Llockoon, Sunfock. And maybe Gene Ocean Spy
1: left. So
2: So I'm actually really glad you mentioned this because this was something that we kinda uh, we sort of dropped the ball on um last week. Got it? Uh, why can I not remember who it was? Sh- shout out to whoever it was. I, I should have wrote your name down, but I didn't. But thanks for reminding me about putting this in the show notes. Otherwise, I probably would have forgot. But we were talking about last week about gear and efficient ways to get shard shop currency. And Cassian's Ewing that you get from Cantina... You actually get five blueprints for that. So that actually equals I believe it's ninety-nine uh shard shop currency for the four hundred currency versus getting five shards, which is seventy-five. So you actually get twenty extra shard shop currency by doing uh casting G-Wing. So I actually buy casting G-Wing every single time there's a refresh. Um just because it is that much more efficient than um everything else. So uh yeah, wanted to throw that in and make sure that people realize that because we did not make that clear last week.
1: Nope, but uh, that is definitely the best one to buy as far as shard shop currency conversion, for sure. Because all the rest just e- almost equal out to the same with the 76 and the 75, but with that one, you're getting that extra 19, so very nice with that. Yep.
2: Yes, yeah, sir. So... uh yeah, now you can get spending that sharp, spending the your cantina currency on the that shard shop currency, basically. Cool. Yep. Um, so kind of what I did this week. There are several uh things I was supposed to remind people of. Uh, Bedor from our guild, he told me about this like a month ago, and I keep forgetting to mention it on the podcast. Do you know what <laughs> the absolute best? And, I mean, by a long shot, lightside Territory
1: Battle Team is. You probably do because it's in the show notes. <laughs> I, I knew before that, too, but I'm not going to say so. I'm going to play dumb and ask, what is it? It is a three-person team. It literally,
2: even Phase 6, full auto, you don't have to touch it. Like, you hit auto and set it and forget it. Ray Jedi Training, BB-8, R2-D2. Done. It is absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. uh,
1: I haven't tried this yet because mine weren't geared, but they are geared now, and we're about to go into another one, so I'll be using this team for sure.
2: Yeah, it's it's freaking ridiculous. They just keep gaining turn meter, and, like, they never got close to dying. Not even kind of. Like, I... I I really couldn't believe it. I was incredibly incredibly impressed. Uh, he you know he was the first person that told me about it a few weeks ago. I haven't seen. Uh, I, I may take a video of it over this next territory battle. Uh, maybe do a video of it in each phase and then you know kind of stick all those phases together. Throw a video. Throw it up on our Twitch page just so people can check it out. But it is it is damn awesome. I. I i use them in arena so they all have my best mods as well but like i said they don't even get close to getting knocked out um it's really great having a three-person team that can take it out then i can use my other resistance my Finn Poe resistance trooper ray and resistance pilot you got a whole nother resistance team there so uh, even with only eight characters you can make two resistance. You can run two for, teams. Yeah, it is fantastic, and like I said, um, the three person team is the best by a long shot.
1: Now, just for the people <laughs> listening to know whether or not is that a is that a does that require BB8 Zeta?
2: I, I not really. No. Um, I mean, is it better with BB8 Zeta? Yeah, it's a little bit better, but uh, it's not life changing, really. Um, ray jedi training her leader ability definitely required um r2d2 number crunch uh, you should have number crunch zeta at this point like i don't feel like that bears repeating because we've talked about so much maybe the best yeah, there's overall plenty of people with zeta that by in the now. game yeah so uh, that's really all you need you don't need a whole lot um you know i do have another zeta on uh, Ray Jedi training and I've got the other one on R2 as well but they you don't really use them so uh yeah that is an amazing team that you absolutely should try the other thing I did this week was I made a video I was that I talked about last week was the team that I used to clear phase three and four that is Admiral Ackbar lead with Commander Luke Skywalker Han Solo BB-8 and Hermit Yoda um actually Did the full video so I was able to time it. I was so pissed. I made, I don't remember it was two or three mistakes in phase four. And I ended up uh screwing up and I left 0.28% in phase four. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, come on, seriously? Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's you basically take the mods off Akbar because you want him to die immediately, and then it's basically just full auto and it's you know, it it works really well because Hermit Yoda and BB-8 just call so many assists from Commander Luke and um, Han Solo. Phase 3 is super easy. You don't have to touch it. Just let it go. Once you get to Phase 4, you do have to target. Um, basically, what I do is target the two B2 droids and then target the turrets until they're down and then, you know, just let, you know, everything happen. It works really well. I, I haven't had any issues. You do need health on Han Solo, though. Otherwise, that Canon can take him out in Phase 3. That's the issue I used to have. Um, he's got 24,000 health now, so he's pretty tanky. Um, health primary is pretty useful for that.
1: So is that full auto or auto?
2: <laughs> you are hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so I posted this video on the Swogot forums, and apparently... Um, So if you hit auto and you're targeting, you're not autoing, you're doing something different. Um, The guy who (laughs) clarified this to me never told me what it was. I asked for clarification, never got a response from him. Um, But yeah, hitting auto is not actually autoing just so everybody knows. You have to actually hit auto and then you cannot touch the phone in order for it to be an auto. Um, if you touch your phone, like if you target at all, that changes it, and somehow it's not—I I don't know—it's rather confusing. Um, despite the fact that I was quite clear about auto with targeting in Phase Four, but yeah, you know, that's beside the point. There are trolls like crazy out there. the last thing i want to talk about i'm really excited about so we were talking about drop rates on gear so it got me really curious because i was like you know i feel like sometimes these drop rates aren't great whatever so i made a spreadsheet and i'm just like constantly pounding into this thing every day i go in there several times a day every single drop that i'm doing farming stuff unless it's hard nodes i'm not uh, i don't care but i am doing gear so i've been doing that um the eight energy carboni node. Mm-hmm. Well, I grab my phone and go ahead and look at these numbers. I thought it was really interesting. So what I'm doing is I'm tracking the number of temps, the number of drops. So I'm getting a drop rate percentage. And then I am also calculating what that, what a fully crafted piece of gear costs based on 50 crystal refreshes. So as of right now, uh the dark side 6g which is where you get the mark 3 carbonis i have done 220 tries i have got 43 drops that is a drop rate of 19.55 uh it seems to be right there around that 20 range which is kind of what i expected and that equates to a 1066 crystal carboni and if you notice in the store They are 1,400 crystals. So I am actually ahead by well over 300 crystals on that one piece of gear, which is pretty exciting. Um, And, you know, I use free energy for that too. So um, it's actually cheaper than that. But that's what it would cost. You know, that's the price of it if you're doing 50 crystal refreshes. At some point, I'm going to take all this information and kind of do a breakdown of what gear costs if you farm it at 100 crystals versus 50 crystals, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. just because I think that'll be exciting. Um, I've been tracking my Sith Trooper drops while I was doing that. Um, 40 attempts at 16 drops, 40% drop rate. Uh, I did stun cuffs there for a bit. I had 30% drop weight d- Wait? Drop rate. That was quite high. That equated to um, just under 700 crystals for a fully crafted stun cuff. I was, I was on pretty good pace there. However... Nice. I should save this for the next part, but I'm not going to. Uh, I am officially now farming Cantina 3F. You may say there's nothing there. Oh, contraire, there is. Um, I am farming <laughs> Kylo Ren Unmasked and his ship. So far, I have done 24 attempts on that node. I got 10 drops of Kylo Ren Unmasked. That's a 41 and... or two-thirds drop rate and I have got eight drops of his ship which is a one in three drop rate 33.33 percent and so yeah I am going to be tracking the drop rates of those all the way from where they started from to seven stars so that's going to be pretty cool and uh you know I'll post all this information what I may actually do is make this whole page that I'm doing this whole spreadsheet I might, uh, you know, sometime this weekend make it available uh, in our resources page on our Discord channel. That way people can go and just kind of follow my drop rates as I'm going along and kind of get an idea of how it's going. So,
1: Yeah, for sure. To be able to uh, just bring that up and look at the numbers you got without having to bug you about it would be perfect. Yep. So, very cool. Well, that's what we've been doing this week. Plenty of uh, plenty of stuff. Plenty of stuff I'm sure we'll be doing this next week with everything else coming out. But let's talk about the January calendar, shall we? So we have two new marquee events. And uh, is that right? Okay, we're kind of moving into the notes. So I'm going to bring them up here on the screen. But I want to make sure we got the dates here showing up. All right, so on the screen, I have the events, the two marquee events. You got two marquee events, one for the new character, Amalyn Holdo, and another for the other character, Rose Tico. So they are both starting on January 27th, so Saturday. So this Saturday. Yes. So Friday night, if you're up late enough, you can do them then, if that's your thing. But both starting then. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be unlocking Rose and Amalyn Holdo. And the thing about that is we talked to, we asked this question on the Out of Order podcast where we were we interviewed the dev, but it looks like these two are going to also unlock, uh, much like First Order Executioner, at two stars yep. and about 25 out of 30 to the next star. So, and that is where we are. And the big question
2: that people were wondering uh, that we happen to remember to ask somehow, um, there (laughs) are no ships with them. Everybody was kind of expecting that we might get a Resistance Capital ship with Holdo. Uh, That is not happening now um, or in the near future. So uh, that's, that's a little sad, but I mean, Holdo looks pretty good. We'll get there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. So, um, those th- those two things are happening for the two new Resistance characters. Uh, Yoda event is this month. Palpatine was moved, so Palpatine's been pushed back, and Yoda's taken his spot. And according to Cap Gasp on Twitter, uh, they are they have some hiccups for the Mythic event for Yoda, so he will not be happening mythically this month uh-huh. the next time Yoda pops around uh yep. he should be a mythic event so well, no he, mythic he, event this month but uh he
2: didn't sound too month. confident when he was talking about that uh previously on reddit uh we talked about that and I I see a a couple weeks ago and yeah that's disappointing soon though soon yeah. we will get that Yoda mythic
1: yeah I'm looking forward to that um I'm really interested to see how that ends up going, whether it's Sith or what's going on with that late one. Yeah. So.
2: Yep, that'll be cool. All
1: right, well, let's go right into the update then. So I got it up on the screen. It is basically the biggest thing about this update was the two characters that we introduced earlier on our other podcast, and that is Rose and Holdo. So if you don't know the numbers, there's now going to be 10 total resistance members. So that's going to bring us to at least two five-man teams. And as from what we heard from uh, B-Shield, it looks like there are two ideal five-man teams that don't cross over. So uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that as we go on, but uh, it looks like there's two teams that these two are all built together to go with, and uh, we'll give our ideas on what those two teams are. Yeah. Um. Next, the next thing we got... Oh, initial reactions. All right, so... Are we going to come back to that, or are we going to do that now? I'm just looking at the... Let's Notes go ahead and here. run
2: through everything else, and then we can come back because we may be on Holdo Rose and initial reactions for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I want to. We'll we'll get to them at the bottom because I kind of want to mention their kits again before we do the initial reactions and our own reactions, uh, just in case people haven't listened to the other podcast yet. Um, okay, so Cantina Three F. We talked about it a little earlier, but now and. At, uh, can I just say that I think it is amazing the way they did this? First off, Kylo Ren Unmasked is on a Cantina yeah. 3 level, so 10 energy, 3. Yep. But not only are you farming cantina Kylo Ren Unmasked, you're also fa- uh, farming the TIE Silencer at the same exact time on the same exact node. So your farm is going to be basically... In my opinion now, this makes this node one of the best nodes in the whole cantina. Because you're not just getting one thing, you're farming two for one on this one node. And not only are you farming two for one, you're getting a really good ship and a really good character. So, I mean, this, for cheap, for 10 energy node, I this is, when I saw this, I didn't believe it. Because someone wrote it in our Discord and I I thought they were uh, making a joke. But it is actually 3F for unmasked Kylo and the TIE Silencer. So I'm jumping on this immediately. Uh, Chief Chirpa can take a back seat. He's not yep. that important. I don't need him for anything right now. But uh, yeah, crew, so
2: all about you, it. If you don't already know, TIE Silencer, I think, is the fastest ship in the game. It's yep. faster than TIE Fighter Pilot, and I believe it's faster than Poe as well. Uh, it's a damn good ship, and... The fact that you can farm it and the pilot on a cantina node, I, I can't. I'm shocked. Like I really expected if they were gonna put them on a 10 energy node that they would have been on separate nodes, not the same node. I, I mean, I am. Yeah. Words yeah, can't I thought describe they'd be how excited I am.
1: Yeah. Like even if it was like. Farm Kylo Ren unmasked, and then the ship went into the cantina store. I would have been totally fine with that because then at least you're you're working towards both at the same time. Maybe not at the same speed, but there they are. This in this case, you're not spending any more resources than you were on Kylo Ren unmasked to also get the silencer. Uh, are you being raided? What's happening?
2: I am looking around trying <laughs> to find my tinfoil hat. I I cannot find the tinfoil hat. However. Oh, okay. This just occurred to me. What if they did this, put them in the same node so that everybody would see how good of a deal it is and would start farming Cantina 3F instead of farming Sith Trooper and Assassin (laughs) to put everyone behind for something next month? Because that's been the big rumor. Everybody's been farming assassin and trooper and they put out the statement that revan cg has actually confirmed revan is not coming they announced this through the game changers like that's not happening so they didn't say that you don't need sith trooper or sith assassin they just said you don't need revan so we may still need sith assassin we may still need trooper what a way to distract us if that's the case
1: I really hate you for this for this for doing this. I really do. <laughs> Only because I, I'm not uh, okay. No sugarcoat here. I've been so annoyed with these Sith trooper, Sith assassin, Jedi Knight, Consular, Jedi Knight Guardian, Jedi Knight or Jedi Consular. All these HK-47, stupid rumors. Yeah. hk 4 that have no basis in anything at yeah. all except some guy told me that he knew some guy that said that this is what it's going to be and we should all start farming this. It drives me crazy. Like, the character was not even confirmed. Now it's just totally debunked. Uh-huh. And uh, people were coming up with these kits that you needed to farm right now. The only reason this annoyed me, and I said this in our Discord, is Yes, we did a lot of theory crafting on what characters to get for CLS, for Jedi Training Ray, and the same almost went the same for Revan. Here's the thing: Jedi Training Ray and CLS were announced characters. So farming characters for them made sense because you knew you had a pretty good idea of what it was going to take to get them. Revan is a character that people want. There have been rumors about it. Our good friend McMole spread this like wildfire, and it took off. <laughs> and uh, so, but the character was never announced, and everyone has been trying yeah. to come up with this combination of characters that everyone has to farm right now for a character that we now know is not even coming. So, yeah, you're, 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 what you're doing is you're making you're giving this legs again,
0: so that for the next
1: <laughs> month I get to listen to people say. I don't know what character this is for, but we need these guys. Yeah,
2: that's that's true. Whoa, you have dogs barking instead of me. That's uh, the script has flipped. Um, Yeah, it's (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I could totally see that happening. That's totally just, you know, tinfoil hat type stuff going on. But uh, I mean. You never know. It's totally possible. I mean. Because I'm just surprised that they would, that there's that good of a deal on a farm. It's just, I'm still scratching my
1: head and skeptical I'm about not, what's going on. I'm not going to lie and say that there's no logic to what you're saying. I hate you because it makes sense and it's going <laughs> to get legs. That's why I'm saying that. So, per- good perfect. thinking. And I, uh, I, I, you know, you were supposed to actually create that hat to wear, for I, situations like this. I'll but, have it uh, next week. Here we are. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I hope so, because I, I, I'm i going to screen capture every time you put it on. It's going to be great. Oh, perfect. Um, So what else? Guild Store. So First Order Special Forces TIE Pilot and First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter are going to be in the Guild Store. And this is especially interesting to me, because as far as I'm aware... Without critically thinking, because whoosh, I, don't, I don't want to no, do that. Forget that. This is the first ship in the the Guild Store, correct? Yeah, that was my first thought
2: whenever I seen that. I was like, Guild Store? What the hell? Like I don't remember any ships being in there. Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of wondering, it, Like, is it going to have its own spot? Is it going to pop up like where characters pop up? So is it going to be taking up another spot that you may be having a character pop up? Hopefully not... One of the two characters I'm farming from there, which would be Stark and Assassin, but we'll see. Uh, and it's frustrating. I don't have enough guild store currency. I need more of that shit. Like I, I, I'm broke, broke like a joke. It's not good. Now they're giving me more stuff to farm there. Oh, dude, killing me,
1: small. I okay. When they redid the Galactic War store, I had or not the Galactic War, the Guild Store. I had thirty thousand. 30,000 currency saved up. I'm down to 2,000 and it's driving me crazy. Like there's just so much stuff in there that I need and want that I just buy what I see that I need instantly without even thinking about what it's going to cost me. And I am down to the point now where, um, yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm running low. So, you were pretty stocked up there
2: for a while. I mean, uh, whenever I remember, whenever they first made the uh, guild store change where they started adding the really good deals on gear and everything, you were sitting on like what, 20, 30,000, something like that?
1: Yep. No, I'm, I've dropped yeah. from that 30,000 down to two. So mm. I understand. Like, So now I'm in the point where I understand what people have always said in our guild chat where they're like, I don't have any guild currency to spend, because they must have been spending on that gear that was there before even, where it was two pieces, which I just could not bring myself to do. Um, But yeah, now I understand
2: the issue. There's been four or five times where I've missed Colonel Stark shards because I'm just dead freaking broke. It's like, I I won't say anything to buy from... uh, There'll be nothing to buy for a while, and then, you know, all of a sudden, Stark shows up four times in a row, along with Assassin. I'm like, well, there goes all my freaking currency.
1: Yeah. It, it's Assassin. I'm farming Assassin, the two Ewoks still. Um Uh I was farming Mag- Magnagard. Awesome that he was in there, because I finally got that dude to seven-star um Ayala I don't have Ayala so I'm farming there. It's just so many characters I want in there and then on top of that throwing in all right well uh the the oh, the yellow the yellow balls are in there I need some of those because those are annoying to farm buy some of them you know just everything all the time I don't know but I just think it's interesting back on track here uh first order special forces tie fighter first ship in there It'd be interesting what this issues in going forward as far as sh- new ships go and where they end up going because it's only in the guild store, it's not in the fleet store. So Yeah. Crazy.
2: Um yeah. all right, shard shuffle. Boy, people were losing their minds about this shit a couple months ago. Oh, finally wicket mother towels and zombie and spirit are all available in shipments which is great
1: however I, I have thoughts on this but uh, you say what your, your spill and then I will let you know how I think
2: um alright so the quote is going forward you'll also see them in more traditional farming locations the hell does that mean
1: Uh, more traditional farmable locations. I think that means after a month of being in shipments, they're going to go to the board. Uh. So basically they're going to follow the normal cadence of characters instead of just being locked to the event. So now you're going to have a way to farm them without the event being active and uh, they'll basically just follow the regular cadence. Hmm. So you'll still be able to get those shards from the event, meaning once you get them seven-starred, if they were on the board, you got them seven-star, and the event came around, you'd just be getting shard shop currency, but they're going to make it a way for you to get those characters beyond just events, which I think is great, because what they said was they listened to us, right? And that's great, because... We didn't want to wait two years to get Wicket or Mother Talzin. We want to be able to get those characters. And what they're doing now is putting those characters on the normal cadence to be available to farm in a certain amount of time. That's the way I take it. I'm pretty sure that's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. Especially from the, we listen to you, thanks for always being giving us feedback, blah, 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 you know? Yeah.
2: Makes sense. I mean, yeah. No, that makes sense. So, Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, thanks to, who was it? Rager? Rager? Rager. I think it's Rager, right? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Said that the Special Forces TIE Fighter fighter... Tie fighter, fighter. I don't know. Uh, is in his guild store, and it is in the uh, the first spot after the gear. So that is that. That is the same spot as. Um, oh, who the hell is it? Uh, Stark. So that's really unfortunate.
1: That's where the pilot is. Yes. God, you can't add more on there. That sucks. Stark never cops up anyway. <laughs> I haven't seen them yet, so I don't know. That's annoying. Hmm. Um, well, what's ahead? We got that message again. I have my theories. I'm sure you do too. I think we dark all have side. theories on this one. Yeah, exactly. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities, some which can be considered to be unnatural. Almost a direct line... From Emperor Palpatine in the movie. Hmm. And many have speculated that Palpatine deserves a Zeta for being a legendary character. That doesn't get used too often anymore because of his squishiness and other things. Um, so. I'm thinking uh, some kind of rework for. I don't want to say Sith. Because Sith just got... I mean, not just got reworked, but Sith were reworked recently. Um, Empire... When was the last time Empire were reworked? Uh, the that was recent May too, right? Troopers. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know... Beyond just giving Palpatine to Zeta, what else could there be dark side-wise?
2: Hold on. If beyond- I remember correctly, from trivia last week or the week before, we figured out that Emperor Palpatine is one of the few characters that has two abilities that don't even have omegas.
1: Yeah, true. Palpatine, if it's just Palpatine, I don't think that that can be the only thing. Obviously, I think there's a new feature coming out. I don't know. Didn't they talk about uh that was in uh Arnold 101 Arnold T101's video today talking about a big new feature coming out in February. Um I don't think that this is even part of that. If it is, then I don't know how these two are connected. But if it's just Palpatine, I gotta think that there would be something else to go with it. Maybe a new character, maybe other characters that are reworked. But if since Sith and Empire have already been reworked, I don't see them getting another pass before some other groups, you know. So I don't know yeah. what well I don't know what to expect with this beyond Palpatine. Yeah, uh Vader rework I don't that know. would be sweet. Uh, Vader rework would be nice. They didn't v- rework Vader beyond giving him a Zeta last time, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, adding Omegas and Zeta to Palpatine to actually make them, you know, more useful would be amazing. Um, his shock needs to have a lock on it. That's I. That's I think one of the biggest things is, I, this was totally unplanned. Uh, theory crafting for Palpatine rework, <laughs> but um, I mean, if they put a lock on his shock ability to where
1: he can't dispel it, dude, that was my he's guess. A
2: completely different character, a hundred percent different character. So yeah, that could be really interesting. Um, Rager Just, points out that Rebels is picking up again next month the new season starts and the new trailer that's out you actually hear Palpatine and they actually have the actor from you know the original Star Wars movies who did Palpatine actually doing the voice on that so that's pretty cool
1: Ooh, wow that was really interesting that is really interesting so Palpatine's in the trailer for the return of the Rebels yes. we're talking about re- it returns next month and then we're thinking that Palpatine is part of this new thing.
2: Yes. That is, is
1: a big ball of crazy that I am very interested Indeed. in. Absolutely. Huh. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for sure.
2: Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you know, it could be one of those things where they make a little bit more synergy between him and Darth Vader, uh, you know, could result in a um, you know, maybe TIE Fighter Pilot getting a bit of a rework, maybe, you know, where he gets a little bit more foresight or something. Because they don't they don't change stats when they do these reworks. They change abilities. So uh he's not gonna become any more tanky, but you know, Royal Guard could get some changes, maybe actually become a little bit better tank. Maybe it's, you know, wherever somebody loses protection or something along those lines.
1: Just bump it up to a hundred Stop doing fifty because it's totally pointless when they're at fifty percent health. Because you're either killing them or you're yes. not. So make it below fifty. hundred percent. There we go. Even that that would be better. I mean, but what he is yes. right now and the, where the game is right now for Royal Guard? Fifty
2: percent health, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, like,
1: you're going to take him out before Royal Guard taunts. So exactly. So now he's taunting, and your guy's already dead. But yeah. They need to fix or change him a little bit.
2: Yeah, I agree there.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah, so uh, let's talk about Holdo and Rose. So first I'm going to bring up Holdo on the screen. Um, and I'm going to just go over her abilities really quick. And you can jump in and say anything you want about them as I go. But... The description of Emmalin Holdo: seasoned resistance tank with powerful ally support and enemy debuffs. First, I want to say to people that are are like trying to
2: call her old,
1: seasoned. Seasoned? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She's isn't that friendly term? She's old. old.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) checking.
1: first to the people that say, you know, how can she be a tank at hundred fifteen pounds? I don't think Tank has anything to do I don't think Tank has anything to do with weight I think it just has to do with being a distraction or having people focused on you so it doesn't really matter how big she is
0: yeah
1: exactly
2: I mean we we remember how much she dealt with in the movie I mean the mutiny and all that stuff I mean that's you know and she she handled that pretty well and came out on top I, I would say that's she has a tanky personality so yeah
1: Exactly. So she's a resistance tank. First ability called Measure Shot. That's her basic. Deal physical damage to target enemy and the least healthy other resistance ally gains Foresight for two turns. When Foresight expires, that ally recovers 10% health. So when she gives out uh, Foresight and she also... Gives health when that foresight drops, so it's pretty good. Pretty good extra stuff there from her basic. Yep. The in the video or in the gif, it's hitting on a on a crit for five thousand. So I mean, it's not like oh, super hard hitting, but it is actually deep a little better than some tanks. So
2: yeah, it's not bad. It's not for the damage though. I mean, foresight, which is you know essentially. Reducing the amount of damage that, you know, an attack takes because you're not hitting them. And then also the fact that they would recover 10% health upon that. So, I mean, that's a that's a decent swing. It's like you're giving health to somebody who attacks whenever she does, you know, once she's done her basic. It's very cool.
1: Yep. Special 1 Bunker Buster cooldown 5. Deals special damage to all enemies. Inflict daze for 2 turns. Inflict defense down and evasion down on the target when you hit the button there. So giant AOE inflicts days to everyone chance to be, you know, resisted, whatever dodged, but uh, also puts defense down and evasion down on the primary target. Yeah. Pretty pretty sweet move, but but if you look at it, it's not, this is good for the debuffs. The damage doesn't look great in the uh gif on their site, but as far as an aoe days, that's just something I love on anyone. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's
2: what you're using it for. It's you, you don't give you, you don't care about the damage, the damage is pretty much irrelevant. It's about the days, and we're gonna get here in a minute, we're gonna kind of talk about what she does to. Other teams like Commander Luke Skywalker and Night Sisters, but the AoE Days really changes things. And that so, Days prevents turn meter gain, or I should say, artif you know, non natural turn meter gain, mm-hmm. and also prevents um, counters. So, these teams that counter and these characters counter Han Solo, BBA, characters like that. Having them dazed is a huge benefit because it allows you to actually attack them without worrying about what you know what the counters gonna be and also um I, I totally lost my train of thought um oh, daze, uh for the turn meter gain, resistance, which you're obviously seeing everywhere in the meta and like Commander Luke how he gives turn meter. Having them days completely negates that ability. If you have a whole team days, it negates a Zeta ability on Commander Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really big. The problem with this ability is it's a five turn cooldown. So if you use this ability and it gets cleansed, you're probably not getting it off again that battle. So it's kind of a one time use, at least in an arena type match. Where you're really hoping that it is enough to really change the course of the battle.
1: Yep, I agree. Uh, one thing I will say though, as far as the damage part you're talking about, really doesn't matter. I would, l- I gladly take a damage added to an AOE ability on top of what it does, then no damage for sure. Uh, yeah. For example, I don't know. I would love. I would love. Uh, you know old old ben let's say mind tricks did some damage it would still make that ability even better than it already is Eh, not it, it don't matter no um, it matters if they ha- if if no i actually depending on what the so, situation was it, it can matter for sure
2: strongly disagree the if they're in red the, if
1: they're in red health doing no damage or doing damage and killing them it's obviously okay, an that's advantage one instance Yeah, well, okay. One as opposed to zero is much better, I'd say. (laughs) I disagree. How? So, you'd rather leave them alive than if you got damage on the ability as well? Well, okay. What are the downsides of this? If you go, I'll explain. (laughs) Please do, because I see zero downside to adding damage to an ability.
2: Okay. So, here's the reason. Um, Holdo is a little bit different because of the debuff she applies. Old Ben is different because of whenever he does his AOE, he removes turn meter, he does offense down, he does ability block. If he dealt damage, what would happen if you, say, did that ability on a team of Commander Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, he's going to get hammered by Han Solo twice, and he's going to get hit by Commander Luke Skywalker, who is probably going to give turn meter to... The rest of the entire team, if he does damage, I would much rather not be dealing a pathetic amount of damage and not having those negative counters happen to my
1: team. I immediately regret my position. (laughs) Okay, you have convinced me. The counter is the one thing I wasn't thinking of. Yeah, (laughs) drop that broken lightsaber in the background.
2: And that's what I actually love about Holdo is the fact that her ability it does damage, but it also inflicts days. So if they get days, they're not going to be able to counter. And that is incredibly important with this ability, because that can be a little concerning if you're facing a team of Commander Luke Skywalker and Hans and a whole team that can counter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I see. You have shown me the light, my friend. (laughs) I am
2: glad that I could do that. Um, All right. I want to talk about this next ability because I love it. Uh, Her second special is Reprieve. It also has a five turn cooldown. Uh, This is crazy. This was the thing that really blew me away because the biggest thing that resistance are missing is a heal. This heal, it dispels all debuffs on target other ally. And then they recover 40% health and 20% protection. How about that? That is, that is not salt. Tr- 20% protection. That I spent a Zeta on Hermit Yoda to get 20% protection recovery.
1: Yeah, that's chunky. Those right. numbers are chunky for sure. Uh, granted, that is an AoE, but damn, that is good. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it a lot. So she's, but uh, the the fu- it's, this is the weird thing about Holdo. She's a tank, a taunting tank, not, not a tank like Jedi Ray training Ray. She taunts. Then on top of that, she also is a healer.
2: Yes. She and is.
1: she's also a support in my opinion with the day's AOE. So she kind of covers it- everything.
2: So one thing that I thought was really interesting was the fact that they, uh, you know, and Brandon actually mentioned this in our interview with him, was the fact that she cannot target herself and heal herself um, because it kind of made her a little bit too powerful, which is completely understandable. If She's getting smacked around and then she recovers that much health and dispels her debuffs and stuff. That can be pretty significant. But uh, the fact that she can do that for other characters is really big because... Resistance needed this. And, you know, we're going to talk about teams here in a second, but, you know, a character like Poe, who goes fast and is always the first guy to taunt, he could really use someone like her, you know, to give him a little bit more health and protection. Because, uh, I
1: mean. Well, just think of what this can do in raids, right? Because a lot of the times you get to the point where. Let's say in the heroic AT you come out of a you've toppled the tank, it's coming out of the topple, you did not time it right to where Poe is not going to be taunting to get just hammered every time. She can give him back some health and protection every time in that case to build your team back up to continue to keep rolling and not have fear that Poe is gonna be gone at some point and just completely screw you. So, Can
2: I go on a side tangent real quick?
1: That's what we do here, so go right ahead.
2: Um, I decided to open my beer because I'm out of wine. So, uh, another completely random plug for the Craft Beer Club. So, if you sign up for three months, by the way, you get this free bottle opener. The bottle <laughs> opener does not damage the cap at all. Seriously? I haven't, used
1: used. I haven't used mine yet. I haven't used mine yet. It's
2: freaking incredible. Like oh this is fantastic okay so think of all think
1: of all the things you can do with those caps now that they're not damaged there's a lot of craft ideas so you know we'll have to check pinterest every
2: yeah for sure um (laughs) something i already i already do is like every beer that i have um if it's a cap i don't have i collect the cap and i stick it to the side of my fridge i've got a couple hundred there now uh but i'm excited to start adding to the collection, but now I got a great bottle opener that don't damage the caps.
1: Very nice.
2: Yep. Alright, so...
1: Hit that last unique for ability.
2: us. Yeah, this... Uh, her unique ability is Quiet Confidence. Uh, this is including the Zeta Upgrade, which the Zeta Upgrade is everything that you want in this ability, pretty much, so... Uh, when another resistance ally loses foresight Holdo gains taunt for one turn and recovers 10% protection while Holdo doesn't have taunt she has plus 50 speed and all other resistance allies have plus 20% crit avoidance 20% crit avoidance can be pretty significant because uh, Jedi training Ray gives 30% crit damage so or crit chance that just drops that down to 10% basically those counteract each other but the Zeta ability is the part of the ability that does when another resistance ally loses foresight, she gains the taunt for one turn, recovers 10% health. And whenever she doesn't have taunt, all other resistance allies gain 20% crit avoidance. So so the
1: Zeta is what makes her a taunting tank.
2: Yeah, I don't know what she does without the Zeta. If you're going to use her, you have to Zeta her. There is no doubt about that. Um... Yeah, she doesn't taunt, does she? Um, Well, I mean, it says when another
1: resistance ally loses foresight, Holdo gains taunt for one turn, and that's the Zeta. So if she doesn't...
2: She she does not taunt unless you Zeta her.
1: Yeah. Huh.
2: I did not notice that. I, like, so in our interview, we had, you know, roughly five minutes to, you know, check all this out before asking questions. Had I been able to see this, you know, a little bit more like, th- let that sink in, I guess. I would have had to have asked why. Because I'm really curious. That's a, that's a pretty interesting choice. Yeah, to we ne- make n- neither of us talk. caught that
1: yesterday. So, that, that definitely yeah. arena-wise, if you're the only way you're going to be able to use her to replace a General Kenobi... On a Jedi training ray team is if you Zeta, her. yeah, because she's not going to taunt crazy. otherwise. So, all right, interesting. Yeah, it is a good Zeta though. I wouldn't. Uh, it, I. It's not not worth it for sure. So because that taunt is what really makes her. So it instantly becomes yeah, one sure. you need.
2: Yep. But I'll be honest, that AoE days, Damn! Okay.
1: Well, so here's the thing, right? So, okay. Two new characters. Rose has zero Zetas. Holdo just has the one. So between the two, they're not really forcing you to choose too much Zeta-wise between these two new characters. So that's not, like, a terrible trade-off. So I have not...
2: Like, literally, the update came out, what hour two hours ago something like that. Yeah. Uh it's probably been two hours now. The update's really fresh. I doubt that Swaggaga has actually updated it, but something that Brennan actually mentioned was the fact that she is actually pretty easy to gear, which I found pretty surprising. I was kind of expecting her to be a little bit more difficult to gear and deal with. But I can't wait to see her actual stats once uh oh my god she is on Swagaga.
1: Okay well, that's the thing right uh B Shield said yesterday on or yes yeah you know, yesterday today for those listening that she didn't have a really rough gear. Uh, Holy shit, dude! Gearing. Okay, dude, she her her base
2: health is thirty seven thousand.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Her protection is forty three thousand seven hundred.
1: I believe it. He said that she was on par. She that's that's probably higher than General Kenobi, because I remember he was I, saying I she was on par general, with Kenobi.
2: Uh, give me one second. I am going to pull up General Kenobi. I am pulling up General Kenobi. That's nice when your internet actually works. Okay, so General Kenobi has thirty one thousand health, which is what five thousand lower than her, mm-hmm. five and a half thousand lower. Um, but General Kenobi has right at a thousand more protection, so she is actually tankier than General Kenobi. That is pretty. That is pretty insane. She does have less armor and resistance, though. She has what about thirty percent less armor and resistance, so she will actually take a little bit more damage. But she does have a higher total health pool than general kenobi her speed is basically nothing though her speed is 90 uh so you know when she's not taunting she <laughs> gains that plus 50 speed to kind of help speed her up but she's you know if you're manipulating your turn order she's gonna be she's probably gonna be last in line but to,
1: to throw out that daze
2: yeah like <laughs> throughout that daze but hey that lets them kind of get some abilities in and uh yeah i don't really know how that's useful
1: well, they're all going to be low well, I mean, turn meter. They'll all be low turn meter yeah, at that point anyway. That Throw the days on there, and now they're moving even slower. Uh,
2: yeah, then you have... yeah. That's actually a good point, yeah. The, yeah, because you don't want to waste a turn of days on someone that has 90% turn meter. That's a really good point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All oh, right, wow. so... That cool. is cool. Bring up Rose so we can talk about her stats once we get done hold, with her abilities. Oh, hold on,
2: R- real quick. Uh, so, hold those mechanics just because I wanted to check on that, uh, you know, her unique ability. Yeah, basically every upgrade gives her plus five speed. So, basically it just adds speed all the way up. That's, her unique is entirely just, uh, while she doesn't have taunt, she has the plus 50 speed uh you know, so yeah, basically all the good stuffs from that Zeta. Twenty Zetas, thirteen
1: Omegas. Save them. That's not bad. Not too bad. That's not bad for a guy with one hundred fifty Omegas. Just had to throw that <laughs> in there for you. Okay. Anyways, I got
2: uh, I got like thirty.
1: <laughs> Rose Tico, alignment light, resistance, uh. attacker. Uh, a brave resistance attacker who can stun and grant allies buffs. Now. First off, we're gonna about to go through these abilities, but I want to say this to the people that are like, Holdo's OP, Rose looks like crap. I don't think... Okay, Holdo looks way better than Rose to me, but I still like Rose's kit. I'm just saying. I, I think agree. I think her stun ability is amazing. Granted, someone said that in the gif of it on the site, it uh, misses or something so that kind of sucks but uh, yeah Um, abilities basic courageous shot deal physical damage this is what I love this ability too so you got the stun and then you got this one and this is the one that I think makes her good and we talked about this uh, in the interview podcast but this is the one I think people are sleeping on deal physical damage to target enemy and grant tenacity up for two turns to a random resistance ally who doesn't have it 50% chance to attack again. And we asked the developer if that second attack had a chance to proc the tenacity up. And he said it did. So there's a good chance here that you're going to be able to proc tenacity up for your team on two people if she attacks twice on just the basic attack. Yep. And it's a two-turn tenacity up. So it's going to be on there a while unless it's dispelled. She can throw that on there twice in one turn. Tenacity up is great, and I don't know if anyone else that has tenacity up adds tenacity up to their their friends on their basic.
2: That's why I was using Rex there for a little bit in Arena, because he really screws with what the other team wants to do. I am going to rewind real quick and go back to Holdo, thanks to Rager on uh, our live chat for pointing this out. I should have went and looked at the mechanics, but the way it was listed out, it, it did make it a little bit confusing. So if you don't have a Zeta, but you have the ability otherwise maxed on Holdo's unique ability, the ability entirely reads out. When another resistance ally loses foresight, Holdo gains the taunt for one turn. So that is part of the ability. Okay. So the well, that's part good. that yes. So she she does still taunt without the Zeta. So Whew, thank God. So the Zeta <laughs> actually adds um the ten percent health recovery and resistance allies having the twenty percent crit avoidance. Um Yeah, that is all that adds. Mm but every time someone loses foresight she gains 10% health that's you know
1: that's great on the tank especially bad. when she's giving out foresight on every basic so yeah it is it's basically, oh, yeah, a, sure. it's basically keeping your other guys alive and keeping her alive so yeah it's a pretty good one
2: alright so that Zeta may not be absolutely required but
1: yeah not definitely a definitely a option and not required then But uh, back to Rose, I love that basic. I love the tenacity up. I love that you can throw it on two characters with one basic. I think that's great. Uh, Dauntless Bravery, her first special, is one of those abilities that we were kind of talking about, Old Ben versus Holdo here. But resistance allies gain defense up for two turns. Yay, defense up. Okay. For each resistance ally, remove 8% turn meter from target enemy. So it's targeted. Dude. So you can resi- remove turn meter from a targeted enemy. In a full resistance team, you're taking out what? 40. 8, eight times 5, 40% turn meter. And yeah. Rose Tico yeah. gains 10% turn meter for each resistance ally in each first order enemy. This attack cannot be evaded. So she is going to gain 50% turn meter on this move every time she uses it in a full resistance team. If you're fighting a full starter team with your first full first with your full resistance team you're going to gain 100% turn meter so she'll go again immediately
2: so I think this ability is how she broke physics and after turning away from Finn was able to get all the way back up in front of him him to come back over and hit him and knock him out of the way from running into the thing Mm -hmm. it all makes sense now had I known this, you know, I wouldn't have had that complaint <laughs> about the movie. Exactly.
1: Now we know, oh, and now we don't quick, complain.
2: By the way, if you haven't seen the movie yet, if we spoil anything from this point forward, like, I don't care. Go watch the movie.
0: Yeah, so,
1: It's been be out good. longer than a month, so I don't feel bad now. It, yeah, it, the movie's exactly. getting ready to leave the theaters, which is a pretty good sign that spoilers are going to happen. So,
2: If you listen to this podcast and you haven't seen... The movie on which the game that we play is based. Yeah.
1: yeah. All I'm saying is that our good friend Elon Mustard didn't even like Star Wars or had watched them, but he was a huge <laughs> oh, yeah. fan of this game. So I mean, there are people That's out there. True,
2: yeah. That that is true. But if they don't care about Star Wars, then you know what's wrong with you. They don't care. Who they, are well, you no, people? I was They don't care if we spoil it because they don't give a damn anyway.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Well, I'm going to watch it someday. Jeez. (laughs) So, anyway, special number two Shock Proud Strike. Deal special damage to target enemy and inflict stun for one turn. This is the ability everyone saw coming because she shocked Finn in the movie. Spoiler again. Um, So she stuns for one turn, but the (laughs) best part about this is one turn stun. When the stun expires, and we talked about this in our interview as well, it's not when it just falls off. If it gets dispelled, it's the same deal. This is going to happen. So you stun them for one turn, stun goes away. Then they're dazed for two turns. Cannot be evaded, cannot be resisted. Boom, there it is. I think this is one of the best stuns there is in the game. I think this
2: is one of the most accurate abilities to the movie. So she stuns Finn, and then even once Finn opens his eyes and is unstunned, (laughs) he's still dazed and has hell moving around. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I right when you said that I knew what you were talking about because he's laying (laughs) on the cart, just confused and dazed, dazed and confused. Hilarious! All right, so yeah, pretty pretty true. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) pretty sweet move. And then her unique Rose Tico has ten percent offense for each exposed enemy. So this is where she slots in to the resistance and their their uh, exposed synergies. So for every exposed enemy, she's going to get 10% offense. When another resistance ally scores a crit hit, Rose Tico also gains 10% turn meter. So she's going to be gaining a lot of turn meter between her special and her unique, and also going to have a lot of extra bonus damage based on exposes that are out there which will kind of play into how we decide where we would slaughter in uh, the two five man teams for resistance in my opinion you, you
2: you don't need to talk about how you're going to slaughter or whatever but I, I, I will say the, uh, the, the Zeta <laughs> the Zeta ability uh, for her unique actually adds when another resistance ally scores a critical hit she gains 10% turn meter That is a damn good ability. If you have, say, um, R2D2 do his AoE and all of it crits, she gains 50% turn meter. B2 counters, or B2, what the hell? (laughs) BBA counters calls in an assist. She can gain 20% turn meter. This is a. That Zeta ability is pretty legit. I don't know that I would spend a Zeta on it unless I'm really building a resistance team, but if you're if you're sticking her in a resistance team, that that Zeta is gonna be pretty damn awesome.
1: Who's Zeta? Who are you talking about? I missed Rose's. that. Rose Zeta?
2: Yes, she has a Zeta. Where? Uh her unique ability. Her unique ability, uh the my god, are you even listening to the po- We're doing the damn podcast You're not even listening to it. When another resistance ally scores critical hit Rose gains 10% turn meter That is a Zeta ability That is the level 8 Zeta ability for her unit valiant it- spirit Okay, it says I only it on asked Swagaga.
1: Okay, that's on I, it Swagaga says it on If you Swagaga. look at the character Strategy sheet on the forums Nothing about a Zeta Nothing It says it on Swagaga I believe it because it's pulled data pulled from the game. CG has said that there is no Zeta on Rose according to the strategy sheet.
2: That is interesting.
1: Uh, that is very interesting because it is misleading and uh I'm sure people will not <laughs> will will pour their salt on it.
2: Yeah, that, that's a good point. So yeah. Um eh.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, let's go back to uh, let's go back and talk about initial reactions. Now, do you want to say ours before we get to everyone else's, or do you want to go with everyone else's first?
2: Um, I, 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 I don't care. Go ahead and read through them because there is some stuff that people put in there that I'm gonna have a serious issue with.
1: Well, before we even Carry talk about it, before it, be we right even now. talk about it, I'm going to throw my two cents in here. A. Hot take. I don't care if you don't like either of the characters. I did. I think that they are main characters in the movie, regardless of how pointless <laughs> their stories were to the overall arcing story of the, these new trilogies. But they are main characters. So putting them in the game... Some people are going to hate him, some people are going to like him. I really liked Holdo's character in the movie. Apparently everyone else didn't. Um Rose, I think that if the story had made more sense or had mattered, people wouldn't dislike her so much or just maybe they just don't just dis- they just dislike her for whatever reason, but I am in the minor- minority. I liked her. I thought that I thought that they were both cool, so I don't know why everyone's so salty about it. Here's the difference, though. What is
2: the movie if you... How much different is the movie if you take out Rose? The only difference is Finn doesn't get stunned. That's literally the only difference. If you take out Holdo, it changes everything. She was crucial. She had a part that was essential to the movie. I just... God, I, I, why do they have, why did they have a, this obviously not about the game, it's about the movie, why did they have a character that it's the exact same storyline with or without her, doesn't matter if she's there or not,
1: I just, eh. So, okay, well, here's the thing, right, and this is total side tangent, but it's more about the movie than the game, someone mentioned that why didn't Akbar take the spot of Holdo in the movie more refined character someone everyone knew his death would have meant more, you know, I'm with you on that, 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 that side. Um, because the way that Akbar died was just, it meant nothing. He just died. He was gone. If he would have been the one that took hold of spot in that way would have meant more in the movie. I think people would have liked it more. Um, but it was Holdo, so that's that's where we're at. And you're totally right. Holdo could not be replaced in the movie, so putting her in this game makes sense. Rose, regardless of the story and what it was, was in the movie, a main character, she was going to come to the game. I, I just the way it went. Yeah. Um, so let's get through these. some of these here. Um, let's see... Uh, Rose is just like she is in the movie. Underwhelming, useless, forgettable, and I want nothing to do with her. Okay. One time guest, Zathmere. One time guest uh, and Shattered Order Guild member, Zathmere. Holdo looks OP and is introducing hyperspace speeds to the game with her kit. Looks good, but I hate both characters and really don't want to have to get them. Oh, okay. All right. Fugaz, just because you don't like a character doesn't mean that the main featured character in a primary Star Wars movie shouldn't be in the game. Not about the kits, just about the community reaction. Hey, sounds a lot really familiar to what I just said.
2: Yes, so uh, Bono says, I really dislike both characters in the movie, so... I am not really interested in using these characters unless I have to. It looks like uh, uh, Mad May Purple will be a good tune, but thankfully it looks like I will not have to invest much into Rose. Uh, our good buddy and longtime listener Waddles, underwhelming. Cool to make two resistance teams for Territory Wars, but as a collection game, I don't really have any interest in collecting them. That's an excellent point because uh, having two resistance teams and territory rewards is going to be huge. Uh, Michael Bluth, I hated Holdo on the first watch, but she's much better in the second time around. I really like that comment because I totally agree. Like, she didn't stick out the first time I watched it, but the second time, I'm like, okay, she is damn important to the movie. Like, she, she, she has a point, unlike the Rose.
1: Yep. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Once
1: okay, so we got a thilo Hol- Holdo looks incredibly strong, way stronger than Kylo Ren unmasked. Dark Side needs love badly. We might see a lot of her. She could even become a must in the Jedi Training Ray team. Ending the diversity in arena. Rose is okay.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: let's see here. Sx Blur, who has had a lot of. A lot of opinions on uh, her today. CG used a clever marketing ploy of making a hated character (laughs) OP, so we will still spend money on them. I'm very frustrated with the arrival of two new light side characters coming to the same day of the Revan rumors being squashed. Good news. I'm pretty sure February is going to be dark side centric, so I wouldn't get too, uh, too upset.
2: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, Maudib not the
1: one from our guild but our podcast listener said some things bad things about Rose Um, oh (laughs) let's see Jitsu Jet I'm excited about Holdo probably drop old Ben for her and my arena JTR team Rose I'm not so excited about but that's okay just means we have diversity in this game I'm going to whale out on Holdo I'm prepared to it depends on what I learned from the game changers once the we have access to their test accounts.
2: That's a pretty good point. Uh, let's see. Zath feels that he's allowed to hate characters and he's allowed to. This not is want my it. initial reaction.
1: Uh, there you go.
2: Shocking. <laughs> uh, Mado uh Holdo looks like an amazing resistance tank. I hope. Hold- that JTR is still arena meta in six months, so I can try her <laughs> I, out in my squad.
1: I, I, I love this. We're oh, not screening any funny. of this. We're just reading it right off the page. Uh, AC Ace2Ey Holdo yeah, looks fine. to be a complete meta changer for rock from rock paper scissors to JTR everywhere you look. Rose is a forgettable addition whose only major contribution is making sure you can run two full resistance teams.
2: Uh, Hound PJH says I like that they're building a couple different ways to go with the resistance Holdo and Rose look to add new, res- add to the new resistance that will be great on defense while the old resistance crew will be s- still great on offense and now you have a chance to split those uh, two groups and Very nice use-
1: oh. I hope Holdo is not too OP, but very good in a resistance team. Maybe she can be the answer to beating those pesky OP Sister teams. Rose looks interesting enough.
2: Interesting comment that we'll get back to in a second. uh, Tesh Karan, uh finds it quite hilarious that Rose's special got resisted in the character strategy post and literally <laughs> that's, did That's, that's what
1: him. I was talking about earlier. Oh, let's see here. (laughs) Going down. Hands of God, which we've debunked this already, but Holdo will be nice once she's given a capital ship. Rose has some decent abilities that go that go well with JTR. Uh,
2: I like Juco 137's comment. Uh, RJT looked very underwhelming initially as well. And look where we are. I can only see Holdo making her team stronger and uh, he thinks that sister teams will feel the pain, the wrath of Holdo and the new character. Speak
1: imp. When JTR was released one of the devs said the optimal arena squad had not been <laughs> discovered. Holdo is a big piece of that puzzle. Her kit plays well with the JTR BB-8 R2 trio and that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that's a very good point.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Other than if the dev said that the optimal arena squad had not been discovered, I think that would imply that it was possible to create that team prior before Holdo. So, uh, who knows? mickle 79 says they both seem almost better than Kylo Ren Mass, who's a more important character in the movie than either one of them. That's kind of an interesting point. First Order really hasn't got their... uh,
1: Oh, I don't know what you'd call it there. Anything Stuff. that would make the arena viable—that's best. I pretty much.
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I've heard of people running Kylo Ren mask. Maybe now that he's uh, free to play,
1: we'll see something else emerge with him. With first order executioner, maybe. Who knows? But I'm I'm guessing if you have, yeah, if you're buying executioner, you had crew anyway, so. Who knows? Arbitrator. Yeah, they are kind of dumb additions in the sense that, one, nobody likes her and remotely cares about Rose. I personally like Holdo. I think it's her hair. (laughs) But I don't think that they should have designed to make a top-tier team even better. If there's one thing that would suck is going back to the homogeneous arena, which this will cause. A, I don't think that this will cause that. And B... Um, I can I just say that I think I like synergy teams, and Ooh. I've always said this on this podcast. adding a character that is more you synergistic have, yes. than just throwing in random character a and random character B with this team to make it the best you can be. I like be having to farm a certain group of people to make it the best. I, um, it's great to have characters that fit in everything to bridge gaps when you're gearing or waiting for something to become farmable. But in my opinion, having something that's synergistic is better to me than just plug and play. Yeah. And this was something that I asked Brian,
2: if you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. It was pretty interesting. Uh, But just the fact that the number of times that they use the word resistance in their actual description of their abilities is really interesting because they're clearly trying to actually like, they've put a lot of effort like over the past half year into actually making synergy teams. Like when, who was the last character we got that like really didn't need anyone stand alone? Was it Darth Nihilus? Because starting with troopers, whenever they redid that faction in May, I feel like every character that's come out since has serious synergy. When BB 8 came out, everybody was like, nah, eh, 70 turn <laughs> coo- cool cooldown, who cares? But then Jedi Training Ray comes out and you're like, oh my God, BB 8 is the best thing ever. So it's it feels like they are putting a lot of effort into actually making synergy teams. I mean, between Night Sister Resistance, uh, they kind of start doing it a little bit with the Sith. But they are Ewoks. taking this thing f- like Ewoks, you know. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I I like that they're doing that. Hopefully, we'll get to a spot where there's like a lot of balance, and you can actually have different synergy teams.
1: Um, did you read Drews? Drew's yet? I did not read Drews yet. Go ahead. Okay. Uh,
2: overall, I think their kits will be very helpful to resistance teams. I hope at One point first Order gets some new tunes to make them strong. Also, Disney seems to be trying to make female characters have a more prominent role in their movies. Having a daughter, I am happy for this turn in movies. For the older generation, Leia was the only strong female character we saw in the Star Wars universe. If these kids would have been released as Snoke and Hux, I wonder if we would see the same outrage from people that we are seeing. I will add these two... Are the only New Resistance people that uh, come out in the movies, so I understand why we are getting them. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, like I don't want to get political This could get very uh,
1: uncomfortable.
2: Just kind of uh, the. Uh, uh, oh, I'm kind of rambling at this point. I've drank enough that I'm kind of rambling anyway. But I mean, when you're talking about strong female characters or gender-based of any sort, really, I it's kind of an interesting point because culture is also different now in 2017. That was, so you're just going to live in last year so or having a strong you're character come then to is in
1: 2018.
2: I'm the movie came out. In <laughs> oh, 2017, okay. So oh, I'm talking about 2017.
1: Sorry. I thought you were talking Literally, about current events. <laughs> I,
2: I totally, no, the I totally is? screwed that up, but that was a nice reply anyway. So, <laughs> um, That is a really good point. I mean, that's something you're starting to see a lot more everywhere. I mean, you have Ray, who is, you know, the main character of the movie, kind of. And she's kind of that strong female character, which is great. And I'm glad that we're getting that, obviously. But, like, I I still don't understand. Why was Rose there?
1: Let me just say where I stand on this. Okay, so it's... I mean, sorry. Okay. Finish your thought. If I, I, I always cut you off for everything.
2: No, uh, you're kind of fine because I'm kind of rambling anyway. It's just you have this character that you could have done something with, but y- you didn't. You didn't really do anything with her. Like the the only, like she didn't really develop. Like she she wasn't in a position to s- save her sister who she loved. But at the end, she saves someone she loves. That's really the only difference that I see in the movie. But it wasn't like she was in a position to do that to begin with. But, I mean, the strong female character thing, like, I am great with. Like, Holdo, she fits that to a bill. Rey fits that very much so. And, I, like, I think that is great. And I'm glad that we're seeing more of that especially cuz Daisy Ridley's <laughs> adorable, come on. But it's I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of odd. Uh I so the part about, you know, Snoke and uh Hux being released like talking about the same outrage. I don't know. I feel like there's mystery with them and if you look at like how much those two characters give to the story, like come on. Hux is a bitch. Like every uh, he's been criticized for that since the beginning. Like it's a male character that is you know kind of anti what you know males I I guess they tried to portray them as in the 70s if that makes any sense. I <laughs> God, I feel like this is getting way too political, but um I I mean that's a really good question because Snoke is at least interesting and mysterious and you could see something interesting there but like I said Hux is kind of eh, he, like it would be interesting to have him see what they would do with this kip but he's not he's not really that interesting of a character he's there as Kylo's <laughs> punching bag more than anything whereas Snoke had actually built something like there's something behind him that makes him powerful and makes him interesting versus you know Hux but like Rose it's kind of the same thing but then you have Holdo who's this fantastic character who who is a leader who takes over who has her own way of doing things versus what she thinks that the other leadership may do yet she has a plan and she makes it work and she sacrifices herself, and like that is like uh, I don't know. Like that was a great character. So yeah, I I don't know. Like I, I feel like we're kind
0: of, or I not we.
2: I am kind of rambling at this point.
1: So my say point whatever is very how you've short. Got to um, say. I okay. So 2018. Here we are. Equality all those things that people look for. I'm all fully on board with all of that. I can watch a movie, whether it's a male lead, female lead, whatever I can, I can, I can uh, relate to the character um, depending on, you know, what the story is. Like if they're having a baby, obviously I can't understand my body turning into a balloon, but you know, it doesn't matter if it's a female, male. In 2018, all these things are being put to an equal level. I can see myself relating to a female character or a male character. If that makes me sound ridiculous, which maybe it does, I don't really give a crap. I can see both sides of it. So whether it's a female character or a male character being put into the game, that I don't even think about that. Uh, what I think about is who the character is what they did in the movie, what they do in the game, how the two things relate, is the character as strong or not strong as they should be compared to the the character that they played in the movie. You know, those are the things that I look for. It does none of the other crap plays any part in it for me. But I think that in my case, that might be a little too progressive compared to a lot of people. So. I don't know. We are definitely getting way too political with this. I don't know that people are feeling that way about (laughs) these characters at all, or whether they just hated the characters in general, whether they were male or female. It doesn't matter. I just, I don't know. I don't think that. Let's move on. What's the next question?
2: uh, I I, I was going to say, before you read Sith My Pants comment, I was going to say, um, be looking out next week uh, for the <laughs> Dan and Wink political show. Uh, it's going to be a new podcast coming out next Thursday. 20 so downloads it a week. That's, that's
1: all we're going to get. <laughs> Sith, my pants. I'm a little concerned about what it means for Night Sister Meadow with the healing. Not a huge fan if it totally nerfs the one true counter to the JTR team. That said, any thoughts about what's next? Direct quote from Palpatine, but about Plagueis. Um. This is the part that uh, I kind of took issue with with people saying that oh, with these characters coming out, it's totally going to negate the pay- the what people that paid money for the Night Sisters paid money for. A when did the Night Sisters come out? Uh, A while uh, ago, right? So anyone that paid for those characters compared to like yeah. the regular character cadence has gotten there's money's worth more one money's worth for them and more. So, if it negates the night sisters at this point, it should it, it in my non non night sister buying opinion, which might mean nothing to the people that bought them, you they've had the time with those night sisters to use them in the way that they wanted to. We are now to the point where something is going to change, which is the normal state of the game it always changes. Now, whether or not you started using them a month ago or two months ago when you had them this long, that, that's, that doesn't affect the, the point still that those characters have been out long enough and pay for, paid for that you've got the money's worth of premium time with them, regardless of them now going to shipments and maybe a month later going to the board. Does that make sense to you?
2: Kind of. Um, I had a really good question. It probably <laughs> wasn't a good question, but I forgot. Um, God bless. I, I don't know. It's. Uh, do, do you want me to go on this now or go on it later? I don't freaking get why these two characters kill Night Sisters. I, I don't see it. I. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of smart people in our, uh, podcast Discord community, and there have been a lot of people telling me that this is gonna kill Night Sisters. I don't see it. Period. Like not even close. It's the problem with Night Sisters is you can't kill Night Sister, um, acolyte. She gets into stealth. You can't kill her. If you can kill her before, you might be okay because Daka might not revive her or whatever. I don't get how okay, days will slow down turn meter gain. Days will you know keep her from countering. She doesn't counter. She what does it do? It it doesn't do anything. Oh, you you have an AoE. Yeah. You have an AoE with R2. Guess what? R2 doesn't do squat. R uh burn, I think, is on a three turn cooldown, not five. Like, uh, what's her face, Holdo? I, I, if you have Night Sisters, you have nothing to be worried about with these characters. There, these characters might make it more difficult. On defense for Night Sisters, because right now, Ray Jedi training has complete and total help beating them. I Like me, for example, I have to put Han Solo in my team as my fifth, uh, with General Kenobi as my fourth, to beat Night Sisters. So, eh, I, what these characters do doesn't change anything. Oh, healing, health, and protection every five turns. Wonderful. It doesn't matter. Like, I get it'll be cooled down a little bit because of Ray Jedi Training's uh, leader ability, but it doesn't do enough. There's not enough there to be able to take out Night Sister Acolyte, which is the primary issue with Night Sisters. When they came out, is something we talked about, was the fact that the zombie night sister acolyte thing was going to be probably a little bit broken, and it kind of is. You leave zombie you just let her keep dying, she keeps coming back, night sister acolyte stealth she never comes out of stealth like there's what like a one percent chance she comes out of stealth there is no way that this team is going to beat the night sisters i i i keep seeing this and i don't get it it's okay if it was on a two turn cooldown the aoe i yeah maybe i could see it but i just i really don't get it dan do you see anything is there something i'm missing with these characters where they just Decide to completely wreck. I don't fight
1: enough Night Sisters to know what in these two kits would uh, would make people think that. Um, I won't say they're wrong because obviously I don't know. Um, but uh, I will say this: I want to hear in our podcast chat this week from people. Tag me, tag Wink. What is the reason you think that this is going to happen? And uh, you know, convince us because. Right now we're not seeing it, but uh there are a lot of people that think it, so there's obviously something. So I, I, I'm totally fine with hearing ideas yeah. and I wanna know what people are thinking. So
2: and, and I'm obviously completely open to the idea that I could be completely wrong and they could break Night Sisters. I just need to know what it is because I like I, I don't read these kits and see anything. Like I like I feel like generally I'm I, I feel like I'm okay at figuring out some of these stuff by looking at abilities, but this one I just I I don't see anything there. There's there's not enough AOE damage. There's not enough. I mean, zombies the issue. There's there's no there's no mass to spell. There's no there's no. There's no door to push open to let you kill Night Sister Aklite, which is the primary issue. I, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, uh, man.
1: Let's blow through I, a few more of these before we go. Uh, all right, carry Andy on, Roo, sir. I'm pretty excited about Holdo. I run a Jedi Ray team, but don't have a great old Ben. I know he's probably a better fifth, but not excited about him to give, not so excited about him to give him 200 carbontes. I will go for Holdo instead. Breaking Wink's uh, breaking <laughs> Art. Zanzibar.
2: Um, hold, hold, hold on, Andy Roo.
0: Yes, yes you've been is. a long
2: time listener. Like, we've been talking to you for a long time. Like, I, you, you know, there are some names that you see and you're kind of like, I don't really remember. Then there are some people where you see where you're like, hey, I remember you. You know, and as long <laughs> as you've been listening... Yeah. What, what what's the issue with two car carbonys on old Ben? That's like buying a Mercedes for <laughs> 10 grand. Come on. It's a deal. It's a deal. Uh so anyway, Zen's boss says, I'm pretty keen to these guys in general. Glad that Rose uh will synergize with a Finn team. I do this uh uh, um, oh, I, I do think Holder could be a challenge for CLS teams with a foresight thing. Uh, does anyone have a negative on them? I mean...
1: Uh, not I'm,
0: really?
1: I'm bad at coming up with negatives. Yeah. I'm a positive person, so... <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Brendo I just so. knew you were going to keep...
1: I was going to let's just skip that one. Friendo, I know what you're going here. Ms. Passiart, uh, <laughs> I personally went okay. back to Threxus, the one meta that persists through all others. Threxus. Rex and who? Thrawn? Who's the us? Threxus. Yes.
2: <laughs> that part's a good question. I'm gonna have to that ask, ask you, Mist. I'm but, curious, uh, dude. Rex, like I, we talked about this a week or two ago. Rex, freaking Rex, you know, R E X yeah. completely <laughs> W R E C Ks Jedi training ray teams. Like it's they are they're frustrating to deal with because you're critting all the time. Turn meter gain, like yeah, you want to stop Jedi training, Ray? Uh, go to Rex. Oh, Nihilus, duh. Oh, okay, Threxes, makes sense. Yes. Thron Rex Nihilus. Mm. Thank you, yeah, Jodo Cast. <laughs> that is why we like having you here. Uh, and then Prof says something that <laughs> I totally agree <laughs> with. I might well on holdo. Uh, just
1: for once, I just sat back and listened about? to how a drunk we sound. It's just great. Anyways, um, so here we go. <laughs> oh, my.
2: Uh, oh, oh, th- this is good. Okay, so. Sorry, this is completely random. Nicolai Nerio just posted something in our Beer Buds chat. If you like beer at all or alcohol, booze, whatever, in our Discord channel, we actually have a specific channel specifically for beer, um, but he po- <laughs> posted a picture that is a Han beer yes. next to a Solo that beer. One, well I'm going to
1: save that picture. That would be pretty classic.
2: That is, that is All right, quite, so, quite hilarious.
1: Let's go on to our mid slash new player segment. So this one's kind of a mix of new and mid player because I will say this with my B account. It took me a long time to get a good, decent core team Going that did some good damage that got me on the higher ends of the rewards for our the, whatever guild I was in on that account um so I kind of just want to talk about rancor strats and the best uh characters that you can have in there and as far as as far as the rancor goes turn meter reduction is key in all phases. so there's some really accessible characters for new players and mid players. Some of those mid-players might already have them already, even. But uh, just I just want kinda want to gloss over some of these characters here. Um, if you're looking for a easily accessible Rancor solo team it's gonna it's not gonna auto but you're gonna you're gonna have to do some some Manipulate manual manual manipulation yourself, or maybe uh, auto targeting, as Wink would like to call it. But uh, Tebow is a Ooh. must for the early levels. Uh, okay. Tebow, in his his obli- as a leader, will cause everyone to stealth. Has a I think it's a fifty percent chance to stealth at the beginning of their turn. And uh, as far as Tebow goes, when he's stealth and he uses his basic ability, he has a chance to reduce 100% turn meter. So if he's stealth, he will reduce 100% turn meter on the uh, Gamguard Captain, or the Gamorrean Captain, or on the Rancor. And that 100% turn meter removal is key with him, which also makes Jin, who's av- so Tebow's available from Galactic War Store, And then you also have Jin, which I feel like is one of the just main rank or any team characters, because she has a ability that is on an every. Basically, makes it so every other turn you can use this. But she has her truncheon strike removes 100% turn meter. So, um, when she's going often, she can remove turn meter every 100% turn meter every turn, every other turn. Sorry. She is just another one of those characters that is really great, and I'm sure over the life of the Rancors that we've done, you've probably used both these characters, right? Um,
2: yeah, once or twice.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'm still. I still use Jin in my solo team, just because that Truncheon Strike is is so good against the Rancor. Interesting. But I run a weird Rancor team. I run a yeah, wedge lead, CLS, gin, um, wedge, CLS, gin, Han, and uh, Han. Wampa. And biggs. <laughs> I don't use biggs.
2: Oh, Wampa, okay. I use uh, yeah, I use wedge, biggs, Han and CLS. It's like, I don't know, it takes like seven minutes. It's nice and quick. So
1: those two are pretty key at low level. They will definitely help you to be able to beat it. If you are able to get a good Tebow lead and a Jin on the same team, filling in those extra three spots won't be too hard because you can pretty much fill in anything that's not giving extra turn meter to the Rancor on their attacks, like people that attack twice, like Ezra wouldn't be so great in a rank or early Rancor team or uh, um Cad Bane. Yeah. I don't know. You might have a Cad Bane because... Z-
2: well, you're going to get to this in a second, but Omega... F-
1: yeah, Omega 5s uh, for sure. Uh, I said only said Cam Bane because some people use him in there early because they're scouting their scoundrels for the Credit Heist events, so they have a better Cad Bane that they would might throw in their Rancor team. He's bad. If he double taps, he's just adding extra turn meter to the Rancor. But uh, as far as... Yeah, yeah, that too. And does he's no just damage. tickling him under the armpit. Cantina Store, just a great character in general, but Kaigon Jin from the Cantina Store does a 25% turn meter removal on his basic. Yeah. Um, so he's another great one to have on your team. Rex? You
2: sure? I... I thought I
1: 25, 30, something like that. I know that Rex is 15%. So that's the other one. Guild yeah. store Rex is another turn meter reducer that's really good for the Rancor at early levels. Uh, he does 15% turn meter on his basic. And if you have characters in there that are calling in assists, um, it's nice to have those extra turn meter uh, removals there. And then the last one I know is really good for low-level Rancor teams is Fives. Uh, He may not seem it. He doesn't do a ton of damage, but the very fact at early level, and I used him all the time. Fives was my, I've talked about it on this podcast. At one point in this podcast life, Fives was my favorite character um, in all the game. I think it was right when Omegas came out. His Omega came out. He was my favorite person to throw in the arena because he was just so freaking obnoxious. He was OP as hell. Well, Fives is a great one in the Rancor because he gives yep. speed down on his basic. So he's a nice one to have in there for... If someone calls an assist, there's a chance you'll get that speed down. If he just goes himself, you can put that speed down there. His uh, special is a assist, so... If he's already got speed down on the Rancor, he can call in an assist to call in another turn meter reducer. Um, He's just great in the Rancor at early level. The only thing is you don't want to omega his basic because if speed down is on whoever he's shooting, he's going to shoot twice, which will add extra turn meter, and you do not want that in the raid. But as far as that goes, Fives is great early on in the Rancor for that slow and his assist to call in other turn meter reducers. Were there any other characters there that you could think of early game, mid game, that uh, would be great?
2: First comment, uh, Qui-Gon has 65% chance to remove 30% turn meter. Mm -hmm. Somewhere between what we said. Um, But, mm, I mean, Commander Luke Skywalker is pretty good. Most early level players probably don't have him. Same with Han Solo, you obviously have to beat the raid at the heroic level to get Han but
1: yeah Han uh, is a great one but you're not going to have him early when you're trying to get all that extra damage
2: actually Tusken Raider you can get from Galactic Warsaw, he has a chance to remove term on basic Uh, Ewok Scout has a chance to remove term on basic (laughs) Those are characters that might be kind of useful depending on exactly what team you're running.
1: Uh, yep, two to yeah. unnamed oh. characters that have definitely been used um. over time in the Rancor for that turn meter reduction, for sure. I know on my B account, I farmed Tusken Raider early from Galactic War just to use him on my Rancor team. And he does do he does do a very good job with that turn meter reduction. So,
0: Yep,
2: for sure. And, I mean, that's something else. If you're running T-Bone, Qui-Gon, or Rex, and somebody, or whatever, you need somebody that has speed down. Because speed down is crucial. At 25% speed down you know, makes a difference. It may be the difference between you having someone who removes turn meter going just barely ahead of the Rancor. So uh, make sure, you know, whenever you're building a Rancor team, it obviously has turn meter reduction, high damage. Mm-hmm. High damage is very important because... Every time you attack the rancor, it gets five percent turn meter, if I recall correctly. And the more damage that you do per turn meter gain for the rancor is better than less damage per turn meter gain per for the rancor. Rancor, so rancor, the raccoon, um, rancor, right? <laughs> at their rancor. Oh my god, the raccoon. <laughs> oh, the raccoon story. God. Oh, that was good stuff. Go I, back and listen I I to it. what episode that was so yeah. we could like the, uh, 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 <laughs> you know reference it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go slow. As far as the story, slow goes, uh,
1: another one that used to be um, traded in for fives was Phasma. Um, Phasma. I always chose fives over Phasma just because Phasma's yeah. AoE that does the slow was on a pretty chunky cooldown, and if you missed it, you were going to have to wait three of her turns to get another chance to put it on. But she does yes. definitely do more damage than Fives and on top of that we'll add um turn meter yep. and advantage to your whole team on her sec- first special so there are advantages to using her and there are, and there's advantage to using Fives so if you need a if you need a slow on your team it's good to think about Phasma or Fives those are my two slows for an early to mid Rancor team. And all those other turn meter reducers are in there as well. Once you move past that and you are moving up into the higher tiers, the in-game CLS uh Han Solo with a Zeta, those are the two absolute best ones in there. Or yeah. uh, a Zader Zader with a full Empire team is another one. So, there's that.
2: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and something else is Phasma actually gives turn meter, so you can actually use that kind of strategically. If Rancor is about to go, but you can get, say, Tebow to full turn meter or something, that's kind of a strategic idea. Uh, That can be incredibly useful. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I really can't think of any other characters that are... That are that amazing in the Rancor. I kind of looked around. Couldn't really find a whole hell of a lot. I know Rex was... Like, he was a stud back in the day. Um, yep. Let's see.
1: Any thoughts on mods for these characters? Um, mods?
2: Yeah, it kind of depends on what characters you're talking about. If you're talking about the specific characters that we just named as far as or reduction characters, speed, because you want them going as often as possible. The fast, The more often they're going, then obviously the more often they get to reduce turn meter and also potency because potency is actually a thing that affects whether they reduce turn meter or not. Um, Oh, Luke's lost hand. It's just flowing out there in space. But it just shouted to us in the live chat that uh, another really important thing is tenacity down. So Dengar was a really important character there for a while. TIE Fighter Pilot was a really important character there for a while. Characters like that can make a big difference because it kind of almost takes potency out of the equation entirely, which can be really Mm -hmm. important, especially if, you know, uh, so instead of putting potency there, you could put a, uh, you know, offense mod or whatever so that you're doing more damage for each attack and still reducing the turn meter just as you normally would, uh, like I said, you know, speed is obviously the big thing. You want them going as often as possible. Uh, and the tenacity down also helps with turnometer reduction. So if you can, like, if you're running TIE Fighter Pilot and Phasma, make sure you have TIE Fighter Pilot going before Phasma. That way the tenacity down is there. That way it's far less random for Phasma to miss the, you know, uh, speed down.
1: And as a new player taking uh, how good the character is out of the equation between Tie Fighter pilot and Dingar, I would farm Dingar only for the fact that he's another scoundrel. So you're going to get dual purpose out of farming him as far as credit heist and droid training heist as opposed to just farming Tie Fighter pilot for the raid. You would get with Dingar, you'd add another scoundrel to get you closer to finishing your credit heist and also get tenacity down for the Rancor. it's a little le- it's a little more dicey um if he can put it down on the Rancor, but he- you'll get more for your your bay you're more bang for your buck farming dingar than tie fighter pilot at early level yeah that's fair so so uh, there's, I mean, we can talk about Rankor forever. That has been around almost as long as this game. And there are just so many different strats. But these are the main things that when I thought of this idea for a segment, I thought about just characters that are absolutely essential to that, uh, that raid and what makes them work, especially with in-game characters in there and what makes them work. Um, these are your best bets, I think
2: yep i agree uh so you want to have a kind of have a combination of people do everything you want to have a couple characters that remove turn meter you want to have some tenacity down just because it makes life so much easier high damage uh the more damage they do per attack the better honestly you might be better off having slow characters on your damage dealers because that just allows you know Per given amount of time, your turn mirror reduction characters to go more often, which, you know, may not make a huge difference, but it might make a difference. So those are all kind of things to keep in the back of your mind when you're building your Rancor team.
1: I thought for some reason, yeah, he does. So another good thing about Dengar is if you didn't have fives or Phasma in your team, Dengar can also add speed down. So on top of his Ew, uh, tenacity okay. on top of tenacity down his his first special has a 50% chance to inflict speed down as well. So if you didn't want to put Phasma or Fives in there, you could slot Dingar in there to drop the speed down on there as well as the tenacity down. So that's that those are a couple of the things that make Dingar a really good early game character. Um, his late game use is not as high, but the early game, as far as the rancor goes, is very good, especially with the credit heist and droid uh training heist on there as well. For him, it makes him worth the farm for that aspect. So, yeah, that's it. Well, that's all pretty much all we had for the mid to new player segment for this podcast. But uh yeah, um interesting. I still been playing my new account. We just did the our first Rancor raid in our uh, Shattered Order, Future of the Shattered Order. The Order, our Alliance for Future of the Order, our new player guild. We just did our first Rancor raid. And uh, it's pretty interesting to see just exactly how these teams work. Without any of these mechanics in them while you do them in the the lower tier raids. But as you keep climbing through those tiers on the Rancor raid as a new player, you will instantly and yeah, probably with the in qual it'll feel like you're climbing a wall when you get to the point where these mechanics we talked about here become very important to do a lot of damage and to really take out the Rancor. So
2: Cool. All right, you ready to move on to some complete and total nonsense?
1: I'm all about complete and utter nonsense.
2: Good. <laughs> Whoa, I should plug that in. That, that's really weird. It's time for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Trivia!
1: There's that sweet jazz music. Oh, hell
2: yeah. I love it. Alright, so. Alright, so
1: we're starting what?
2: Season 7? Season. Yeah, I think so. So. As of right now, we each owe a punishment. I'm making this really awesome sound drop for punishments. Like, it's got just, like, (laughs) random shit that we've said on previous punishments. It's going to be really good. Um, I am also... Next week, I'll have some more stuff to use during this segment, especially. Um, It's going to be interesting. I've got some ideas in my head that I'm going to record this weekend. And uh, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Uh, But... We have some punishments coming up. I really need ideas on what to make
1: you do. Hey, can I get some advice from you? Yeah, sure. Why not? How do you organize a space party?
2: A space party? Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you organize a space party? Yes. You... No idea. Your planet. (laughs) Uh, Dad jokes was punishment from last (laughs) week. Now you're just punishing me. You're punishing all the listeners. You can't do that as payback. That's not how this
1: works. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Who would do such a thing? Right? Why would you do this? God. All right. We have. Some great questions today from our friends Deadshot and Tesh Karn. We appreciate you, and we are going to have fun while I take over and bring everything back to the Dan side of this trivia.
2: I think Tesh Karn was the primary creator on this whole experiment. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So
1: Deadshot you're was. you're instantly saying who we can blame? All right. Tesh, Uh, this is on you, bud. (laughs) This is on you, bud. Tesh, who, by the way, is part of our alliance now. Very exciting. Yes. Frequent Frequent fighters represent. All right, here we go. Question one. One of these factions has no way to call assists. Sith, bounty hunters, healers, female characters. has no way to call an assist no way to call an assist um
2: what were they all again? female? bounty hunter
1: bounty hunters, healers, and female characters oh healers
2: That is quite the interesting question. Uh good god, man. Um
0: I'm
1: trying I have to an look. answer I think. But I'm trying to run down the characters in that faction just to make a guess and
2: so am I. Um Oh. Trying to think. I feel like there's probably someone I'm missing. Inspection. I've got my answer. Do you have yours?
1: I have my answer.
2: I am going. What's with your answer?
1: Healers. See, I'm going with Sith. Uh oh. Was there someone in the Sith that you had in mind that calls assists? Doesn't Sith assassin call one? That the assassin I don't I've never used her so I do not know for sure I
2: was thinking she called an assist and she's a female so I think she covers too but I am probably wrong on that because I've never used her either
1: Doesn't uh uh Hermit Yoda who is a healer call an assist? Fuck. It's a good
2: point.
1: Okay, so that's why I rule ro- healers out um, Yeah. let's see. The answer is Sith. <sighs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the disappointment in your voice. As you should. As you should. All right. Yeah, I couldn't think of a single assist from a Sith, so...
2: Man, I was thinking... I, I don't know why I was thinking Sith Assassin, uh actually had an assist I have to go look now because that is going to drive me crazy I feel like there was something she did that was kind of interesting with one of her abilities uh yeah she
1: mm, yeah yeah she an assist so that ain't good <laughs> alright next question which ship has the highest health and protection combined Sunfax Geonosian Starfighter, Umbaran Starfighter, Slave 1, or Clone Sergeants ARC-170. What was the third one? Slave
0: 1.
1: Alright, I have my answer because every time I see it, I think, wow, how is this so different than everything else?
2: Alright, I've got an answer too. What's yours? Sunfoc.
1: All right, you got Sunfoc. I have Clone Sergeant's Arc 100 or Arc 170. Okay. The answer is Clone Sergeant's Arc 170. That thing has is so beefy, it's ridiculous. And I think I've told you this before, but I my. Tie Fighter Pilot is not that great, so I don't use Tie Fighter Pilot in my starting lineup in my arena team. I use Clone Sergeant because he calls or he target locks on his basic, and he's really good as far as my ships go. So since when did I see you him start all knowing the more
2: than me about ships?
1: <laughs> I did. I'm just here to make you look bad,
2: obviously. But crap. <laughs> Bad hole I'm starting in. Bad, bad hole. All right, carry on.
1: Question number three. Which of these legendarily expensive packs had cost the most in real life currency? Citadel Pack, First Order Ultimate Bundle, Prepare for Battle Bundle, the Hoth Bros, or the Phoenix Bundle Pack? Got my answer. And I think it's gonna be different than mine. Okay. All right. What did you have? First order. It's not different than mine. I also had first order because I yeah, can, all I could think of was the the Citadel pack was like thirty bucks to for a chance at five shards, but the first order bundle I think overall was like a hundred bucks. So let's okay. see here. And the answer is. I was wrong. The Phoenix Bundle Pack was the $100 pack. Wow. The fir- Fe- First Order Ultimate Bundle was $80 when BB 8 came out. Damn. Interesting. And the prepare, prepare for Battle Bundle was $60 when Lightside ter- Territory Battles came out. That was the one with the Hoth Bros. And the Citadel Pack was only crystals. Interesting. Yep. We'll got that one wrong. More. All right. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Um, Trigger question four. One point. Which of these characters' leadership abilities does not enhance their allies' basic attacks? General Veers, Chief Chirpa, Gar Saxon, or Mother Towson?
2: Uh, reread the answers
1: General Veers, Chief Chirpa, Gar Saxon or Mother Talzin? What was
2: the actual question again?
1: Which one of these characters' leadership abilities does not enhance their allies' basic attacks?
2: Okay, I got my answer. Alright, what do you got? Mother Talzin. Alright, I
1: have Veers.
2: That I'm pretty certain is wrong.
1: I'm probably pretty certain too. He gives thirty I just had no idea. He gives plus thirty
2: percent offense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guess what the answer is? It's not veers. Can't be. General Veers only adds offense, speed, and turn meter when buffed. No. So no. it does not buff the basic.
2: No. Looking this up as we speak, where is my empire? General Veers says... No, it says empire allies gain 30% offense. That is a
1: gain on basic. When buffed, but it's not specific to their basic.
2: No, that's not when they're buffed. That's any time. They have plus 30% offense. Period,
1: which is a buff to basic. Okay. Okay. It's, my point still stands. It's not specific to their basic. I assume the other three leaders have abilities in their leadership that are specific to the basic.
0: Uh.
1: Okay. I don't know. We'll look it up afterwards. Okay. Either no, no, way,
2: though, no, no. I uh, I think I uh, the beer's doing my thinking. I,
1: <laughs> you're going to look it up now? Is that what
2: you're no, doing? No, no. Go to the next. All
1: right. No, All right. We'll question. look that up after the fact. All right. Next question. Trivia question five, which to which was said, good luck, LOL. Um, rank these underwhelming abilities from one to five least damage to the most, according to Swagaga. Debilitating Shot, Heavy Arms, Unload, Reckless Fling, and Non-Lethal Takedown. One bonus point if you can name which ability is not a basic. Do you recognize Uh, any of these?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I recognize some of them. I have to actually pull up a live stream, though, and, uh... You know, go, go and actually see them, because, uh... Yeah, so you have heavy arms, unload, reckless, fling, non-lethal takedown, and debilitating... What is that? Debilitating shot. Uh,
1: yeah. Whew. Non-lethal takedown. That's Cup, isn't it? His. Ba- I think that's his basic... I think I have a pretty good idea about this one.
2: I don't. All right, so I'm going to say... Uh, ugh.
1: All right, I got my answers. What do you got?
2: I am going to say... I'm holding my answers up. I'm going to have to read it, so... I'm going to say reckless fling, then non lethal takedown, then debilitating shot, then unload, then heavy arms.
1: <laughs>
2: exact opposite of what you've got.
1: No, it is exactly the same. Seriously? Literally so, the exact same order I have. Three, five, four, one, two is
2: the order in which they're listed on there.
1: Yep. Interesting. And I okay. put de- I put debilitating shot as the uh, non-basic.
2: I put heavy
1: arms. All right. Here we go. What do we got? What are the answers here? <laughs> oh, number one, unload bases AOE. Which would also huh. be the answer to the second question. Oh, okay. So. Uh, it goes unload. Unload, then debilitating shot. Then heavy arms. Then reckless fling. We suck. Then non-lethal takedown. Wow, that is just fucking terrible. We, we did bad. That was, uh... We didn't get anything.
2: Yeah, not good.
1: No, no, uh, no, uh...
2: No points for that one for sure. Yeah, like uh, point Nazi. No point for you. Uh, <laughs> no points for you. <laughs> uh, Back great, of the Love reference. Uh, they're the best. Uh alright. So, all right. so What's we have the additional... deal with
1: corn nuts. Is I it corn? That... Or is it a no. nut? <laughs> Sorry, heard. we're talking Seinfeld. Um <laughs> anyways, what were you gonna say? Uh I think we have a sixth question this week. Do we? Oh, okay. Well, I threw away my paper. All right. Sixth question. One point for each correct response. Rose's kit places her in a group of OP characters with a mass defense up. Yes, I love the sarcasm. Which five characters have an ability that grants all allies defense up regardless of faction? Oh, God. Here we go again.
0: Ugh.
2: I only know one. This is sad.
1: This hurts me. Um I'm gonna put a couple answers here, just kind of guessing off things we've talked about in the past. Cause some of these are newer characters. I remember talking about defense up and going, Meh, meh. Defensive up? What? Mm. All right, I got Uh, my three answers that I wrote down.
2: I uh, am trying to think of a couple more. Give me a second. Um... Oh, yeah. I got two answers. That's it.
1: All right, what do you got? I
2: put Royal Guard and Barris.
1: Royal Guard and Barris. Does he do defense up? Oh, I hate you. I think he does. Yes. I yeah, put He does. Eeth Koth. Okay. I think Eeth Koth does it. I know there was a Jedi that does it, and he's the only one that I can think of. Besides maybe... Fisto, that does it. And uh, I put Gamguard. For some reason, I think he does it. And then I just made a total guess with Imperial Super Commando.
2: Interesting. And the answer is... So let's
1: see. Who are the actual answers?
2: Uh, I, I oh, will say, and- what is Royal Guard Embarrassed? For 100 You got two Alex. of the
1: five... You got two yes. of the five. There
2: we go. That How is a good way get... to
1: come or uh, catch back up. Uh, I got zero. Oh, you got zero. So that in means. In regards I
2: got... to wow. in
1: regards to worthless Jedi, I chose Eeth Koth, and the answer was actually Plo Koon. So.
2: Ah, okay. Who are the other two?
1: Uh, First Order stormtrooper and old Ben. Old your boy and you didn't even know it.
2: Old Ben gives defense up to everyone.
1: Apparently really? when he taunts he gives he gives defense up to everyone. No. How how would I not know this? Uh I don't know but you didn't. <laughs>
2: uh I am looking because I don't believe it.
1: Damn. Fun fact: While we wait, Rose's defense up is actually yeah. only for resistance allies.
2: Wow. I. How did I not know that? Huh. Okay. Interesting. I am embarrassed. I am going to go. Uh, I'm going. Sh- much shame upon my house. This is like when you didn't get that wampa question. Like, I should be getting this shit. Like, how do I come up with a Royal Guard embarrassed but not old Ben? It's, it's not I, a good look for me. It's kind of embarrassing, but that's
1: okay. I didn't want to say anything.
2: Shit. All right, well, you're only up by one in season seven of Trivia.
1: Yes, only up by one. We will see what happens from here. Indeed. So. Well, everybody, that brings us to the end of episode 82 of the Shattered Order podcast. I want you know, I'm feeling nostalgic here, and I just want to say thank you for sticking with us for 82 episodes, along That's with all okay. our out of order episodes. We appreciate you listening to our podcast, starting great. out in the one hour section and moving all the way up to three hours and two hours and 30 minutes at this point on this one. So I know. Great. You guys have a. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and
2: we've been our doing awesome this community over around this a, over a year and a half now. And uh, I know it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I know we've picked up a lot of new uh, listeners here recently, so thank you very much for listening and joining us every week. We really appreciate it. Um If you're not already in our Discord channel, come chat. We got a lot of great people in there. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. If you have Amazon Prime, please... We would love you forever. I'm serious. Like, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating that, but go to twitch.tv slash order and go subscribe every 30 days. You help us out. It costs you nothing. It's free. It is a free part of your Amazon Prime. It's part of what you're paying for. the ability to support your favorite podcast like us. We would greatly appreciate it. The original Craft Beer Club. It is very exciting. Y'all need to get on this. Because here pretty soon we're going to be doing the February beers. So if you haven't already and you've even been thinking about it, go jump in on that because that's going to be a lot of fun next month where we have our little beer segment. We are (laughs) quite excited
1: about it. Anything else that I missed? I'm stoked. loving it. I think that's it, my friend. So thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, next week, episode 83. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you then.